Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. And we have a very interesting story that we'll share with you. It comes from Germany. Actually, it comes from Rome and goes to Germany. Uh, I'll tell you about it in just a minute. We've got Dr. Matthew Bunsen with us. He's executive editor and Washington bureau chief for EW10 News. He's a senior fellow at the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology and the author or co-author of more than 50 books, including the first English language biography of Pope Francis. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt, that's two T's, Matt Bunsen, and uh, be listening to Register Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. Matthew, good to have you back. Thank you. Always good to be with you. Let's talk about this story. Uh, It looks as though the Vatican issued a strong warning to the German bishops with what sounds like a rebuke for the synodal way. Uh, it's this document cites an earlier letter from Pope Francis, and um, it now looks as though the German leadership is quote astonished uh, at the Holy See's latest warning about the so-called synodal way. Now we've talked about this for I don't know how how often and over what period of time. For listeners who don't know what that controversy is all about. Can you just give us a a quick running start? Absolutely. Well, what we've been talking about is a multi-year process that really got underway in a strong sense in 2019. Uh, And what the intention of it is is to have a sort of national synodal process for Germany. It was spearheaded uh, to a large degree by uh, Cardinal Reinhard Marx, of Munich Freising, uh, who was also the president of the German Episcopal Conference, or chairman. And it was constructed uh, with the very close collaboration. In fact, there are those who would argue that they're running it from a lay group of the Central Committee of German Catholics. And that's important to note because they really have been driving the agenda of this. And at its heart, they see this synodal path or this synodal way Uh, as a means of unraveling and rebuilding uh, the church in their own image. And I say that in four key areas. Uh, There's the area of church authority that we've already seen, that they want basically the democratization of the church, in particular Mm -hmm. the role of bishops. Uh, They want uh, things like the ordination of women. They want an end to clerical celibacy. And you could argue the most contentious subject is a almost total abandonment of church teaching on human sexuality, in particular in the area of homosexuality. Uh, They want the recognition of same-sex unions. Uh, They want an end, essentially, to almost all of the church's teachings on sexuality and and human anthropology that that is one of the bedrocks of uh, the Catholic faith. Yeah, absolutely. And... uh some I mean, I, many people, of course, are frustrated by this whole conversation. They want to know why why doesn't somebody shut the German bishops down? Who are the German bishops think they are that they can recraft the uh, teaching of the church? But I think we need to remember too that it is great being Catholic because it's a, it's a universal, <laughs> it's an international community, and bishops of other lands have weighed in on this. Tell us a little bit about their reaction. Well, they have. Uh, Really from the beginning, uh, there has been alarm uh, at this synodal process. We can contrast it uh, with uh, the one that just concluded in Australia that was its own effort at a synodal 
gathering uh, that was setting the stage for what Pope Francis has asked, which is to bring everyone together uh, in the Synod of Bishops structure uh, in a, a gathering called the Synod on Synodality. That's important because the Australian process got pretty contentious. Mm. Uh, there were there were proposals for the things like the ordination of women and other things that were dealt with, I think, in a way that uh, proved to be ultimately constructive, that everyone had a chance to be heard, but church teaching was still upheld. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, uh, from the beginning, it has been clear that the objective was already set by this uh, the organizers of the synodal way in Germany. They know where they want to get to. The, they just are going through a kind of kabuki yeah. Uh, this very performative theater, uh, not to be unkind here, uh, of how they want to go. Uh, they, they have their objective clearly set. So from the beginning, too, we've had bishops from around the world uh, who have expressed grave concern. There were the, the bishops of Poland, uh, the bishops of Scandinavia, mm-hmm. and then most recently uh, a body of bishops from all over the world, including the United States, uh, over a hundred of them or so now, uh, expressing grave alarm at what they're seeing and what is being actually proposed uh, by this gathering in Germany. The Holy Father himself weighed in several yeah. years ago with a letter yeah. uh, that was referenced uh, in the statement that came out just yesterday from the Holy See, again stressing, please do not go this path, but follow the one that I have set for you, is what mm-hmm. Francis is saying. Right. It's and yet, according to this report uh, that I have in front of me here, that, that published by Catholic News Agency, the German leaders are astonished uh, at the Holy See's latest warning. And I don't know how they can be astonished when it's not even a new, it's, it's not as though this hasn't been said before. Yes. And the, the other important point here is that this statement uh, that was issued yesterday uh, by the Holy See. Uh, is very clear, uh, and it, what it says is, and I, I can quote this, uh, yes, the English please. translation of this, is that in order to safeguard the freedom of the people of God in the exercise of the Episcopal ministry, it seems necessary to clarify that the synodal way in Germany does not have the power to compel bishops and the faithful to adopt new forms of governance and new orientations of doctrine and morals. You couldn't be any clearer than that. Right. But as they say, wait, there's more. Uh, Because what the Holy See is also saying is that it would not be lawful to initiate in the diocese prior to an agreed understanding at the level of the universal church new official structures or doctrines which would constitute a violation of ecclesial communion and the threat to the unity of the church. This is reiterating many of the things that that the bishops around the world have been saying. It does, however, seem to open the door to having the proposals, at least, of this German synodal way introduced very clearly into the planned discussions at the Synod of Bishops, the Synod of Synodality. So that, I think, may worry some. Yeah. Um, But this is as clear as it can be. So that's the context then for the organizers of the Synodal Way in Germany to express shock and dismay. Uh, And and really the other word that's been used is disappointment uh, with the Holy See. So... It raises a serious question first of, are they actually acknowledging uh, what the Holy See is asking them to do? And then, if they're refusing to acknowledge it, are they simply going to push ahead with what they already have in mind? Um, Cardinal Beitzing uh, in Germany said that, uh, let's see if I find the quote here, 
we never tire. I think this is, yes, this is uh, a statement of his along with uh, Hermes Detricarp. Um, we never tire of underlining that the church in Germany will not follow a special German path. Nevertheless, we see it as our duty to clearly state where we believe changes are necessary, end quote. So if they, they're posing as though they don't understand why the Holy See is concerned because they've already said, oh, we're not going to go our own way here. Um, we just want to get some things on the table. I mean, I think that's the, the posture they're striking. Right. Well, that would be significant, except for the reality that we have already seen at the very beginning of this synodal process that they declared, and there's plenty of documentation for this, that this was initially to be binding on all German dioceses and yeah. all German Catholics. Yeah. That then led to several departments, several dicasteries of the Holy See, in particular the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, weighing in, and, and also legislative texts weighing in and saying, no, you do not have that authority. You cannot. Episcopal conferences don't exist in a function of law to right. be able to impose that anyway. That's right. Uh, except under highly unusual circumstances. Right. So we have that. But then we continue then to have this push for, as I was saying, the I'll use the word again, unraveling of church teaching. Yeah, yeah. Now, Car uh, Cardinal Casper is a German theologian considered close to Pope Francis. Uh, where does he stand in all of this? Well, his uh, uh, entry into this discussion, I think, has been very significant because uh, it, it is safe to say that Cardinal Walter Casper uh, is not just a, a prominent and well-read German theologian who has been uh, highlighted by Pope Francis, but he also, I think it is safe to say, uh, is of the very progressive stripe of theologians yeah. in the last 50 or 60 years. Mm -hmm. He's a close friend of Pope Benedict XVI. The two of them uh, respect each other as theologians. I think they differ sharply in a lot of different areas. Mm -hmm. But Cardinal Cosper, in weighing in on this whole process, has actually warned uh, that the synodal way is at risk. It's, uh, he used the phrase of breaking its own neck. Oh, <laughs> It's a rather violent uh, image there. It is, very Teutonic. Uh, but he says if it does not follow uh, or actually respond to the objections being raised uh, by bishops from around the world. Yeah. And it, it tells us something uh, that to have a theologian who has explored so many issues of ecclesiology, as, as Walter Casper has, right. and the theology of the church, that he would now be this alarmed. Now, let's, as some added context, uh, it was following the, the death of uh, Father Carl uh, Rahner, another very notorious theologian, okay. uh, that Cosper himself noted that, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I meant Hans Kung, uh, the, the passing of Hans Kung, that Kung himself had essentially departed from communion. Right. He was making the point that uh, Kung was, uh, as, as he put it, I think the phrase that he used was essentially trying to create his own church. Yeah. And I think yeah. he's seeing in the synodal way, and you and I have talked about this, that the synodal way in Germany is in many ways the inheritor of the thought and the agenda of Hans Kung. It has really tried to implement much of Kung's vision uh, for the church. And so I think Cosper sees in this uh, many things that really alarm him. You know, I, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but Hans Kung spoke at the University of Michigan a long time ago. And uh, he had, I think, a, a, a lectureship for a year here. And uh, this was after he had had his license uh, revoked to teach Catholic theology. 
And he got up in front of everybody and rather flippantly said, you know, they've told me I'm not a Catholic theologian anymore, but I'm a Catholic and I'm a theologian. So I must be a Catholic theologian. <laughs> that's the flippancy. Uh, to me, that sums up kind of his spirit. Uh, agreed. And uh, it's a similar uh, task that we see with uh, a lot of, uh, sort of Catholic journalists. Uh, are you a, an authentically faithful Catholic journalist or are you a, a journalist who happens to be Catholic? Right. And then right. you happen to be writing on, on Catholic affairs. That's right. Yeah. It's much more serious, of course, with uh, someone like Hans Kung and, and Walter Kasper sees it, which is why I think we're in such dire straits here with the Germans. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it's it's good to know that the Holy See is acting, and um, and the bishops around the world are acting. So we'll see where this goes. But uh, I'm glad to see uh, Vatican responding. Matthew, thanks so much. I wish God we bless. had more time today. We'll talk again. <laughs>